This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Support for Meow Mix comes from Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Listen up, fellas. It's almost Christmas time. You want to clean up? Give your wife or your girlfriend or your Tinder date or whoever a nice present for the holidays? Get that gentleman's sausage nice and clean. The huevos as well. But you don't want to hurt yourself while you're doing it. Sometimes you nick a little little huevo down there and you spill a little yolk. But you want to make sure that you're doing it the right way. You never want to spill any yolk. <laughs> That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electrical trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your huevos. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also offers the Crop Preserver. That's an anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Yeah, and these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood for, well, you know what I mean. Uh, This is the season to manscape. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends. The best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS. At manscaped.com. That's 20% with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Yeah. Mrs. Claus, too. Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, a Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show, we will be discussing the Carolina Panthers New Orleans Saints game coming up this Sunday. We will talk about the power rankings, as we do occasionally. But well, most weeks. Most weeks. Yeah, we most weeks. About. Most weeks. Um, they're becoming less and less fun to talk about, but that's okay. We're going to kick off the show today, though, talking about probably the biggest news in Panthers land. David Tepper speaks. Yeah, something that Jerry Richardson never did. Yeah. You just always saw him in his little box like a statue with that grumpy face. David Tepper, uh, he he pulled something out here. He shocked a lot of people with this. Well, yeah, he... why Why don't you tell us how this kind of came together? Well... He held a press conference or an interview, however you want to really call this. I think you might want to call it like a meeting. Yeah, a meeting. It wasn't really a press conference. He uh, he supposedly, the Panthers organization went out to about 20 members of the media, mostly local guys and girls, and just gave them a 30 minutes heads up and was like, hey, Tepper's going to speak, you're invited, be at the stadium in 30 minutes. I heard one reporter say that he lives in South Park and was in South Park, and, you know, it's a 45-minute drive at least. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, I was rushing, but I guess it started a little late, so he got there on time. But that's, you know, shocking, especially just to pull it out and being like, 
this is happening. And it was on Monday, too, right after the game. I think a lot of people were hoping that Tepper would speak, you know, given the state of the franchise right now, the state of the team, um, losing three out of the last four, getting waxed by, frankly, a not very good Atlanta yeah. Falcons team. Um, but Tepper, interestingly enough, he did not want to be directly quoted, except for one quote. Yes, one quote. Do you want to read it? Go ahead. Every time we have a loss, my mood is shitty. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Tepper's a fan, just like us. Um, so other than that quote, he did not want to be directly quoted. He did not want any sort of recordings or video of the press conference. So basically everything that we know about this is sort of written in context by the reporters that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably... Oh, he also did not want to talk about Marty Herney or Ron Rivera's jobs at all. No, he said that was basically a no-go. On He would not entertain any of the questions about them. Which is probably fine, because that's probably where most of the questions would be coming yeah. from. You know? But um, he did, uh, probably the biggest takeaway, well, there were several big takeaways, but one of the biggest takeaways, if you're looking at Rivera and Herney specifically, is that Tepper specifically said that he is not going to tolerate mediocrity no. from this franchise anymore. And if you look at the Ron Rivera tenure here, other than the Super Bowl, when in that one Super Bowl season, been pretty mediocre overall. Yeah, they're basically 500 over the past three seasons. I mean, that's they're not exactly good 500 over the last three seasons. <laughs> exactly 500. I think they're 29 and 29. Okay, well, 29 and 29. Yeah, over and the they, last three seasons. Now, of course, before that, you know, he's he had the 15 and one season. Yeah. He's had uh, an 11 and five season, a 12 and four season. But he's had a lot of six and ten, mm-hmm. seven and nines, seven eight and one. Uh, this year is probably going to be an eight and eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, season. Um, so, that's media. That's mediocrity personified right there. It's average. Yeah, and he said, "I didn't accept mediocrity in business, and I don't expect to accept mediocrity here." And that that shows a type of person he wants to win. This is not going to be, you know, something he lets go if we continue to, or if the Panthers continue to lose. Yeah, a good way to sort of passive aggressively put Rivera and Herney on notice. Yeah, I think also. You know, you don't shape up and win, uh, you know, enough games to at least snip the playoffs. You're not going to be here next year. Yeah. I I thought that was pretty clear. I guess just in NFL standards, I felt it was pretty clear at the beginning of the season. We mentioned it on this cast a few times mm-hmm. that it was playoffs or bust for him. And I guess Tepper kind of instrumentally told that again. So Herney and Cam, or I'm sorry, Herney and Rivera were kind of off limits, but he did talk about Cam, which may be the second biggest thing or tied for the first, however you want to look at it. Um, He made it very clear that he is open to bringing Cam back if he's healthy. He's not going to make a decision on Cam until they know the full extent of the health. And that's obvious. You don't want to make the decision before he's healthy. And again, he alluded to it too. He's not going to accept mediocrity. So if Rivera's gone, Herney's gone, the whole new regime would have to also include in that. Sure, that would be their decision. I yeah. would imagine. I mean, um, if you get it, bring in a coach who is a pure pocket passer, he's probably not going to want Cam. Just. Yeah, I would be surprised. Well, I don't know. I mean, the way the NFL is going, I I would hope that he doesn't bring in a coach who's so set in his ways that he can't. 
Oh, agree. You know, uh, adapt with your talent. If we get another coach, I hope it's an offensive guy who is very adaptive to the players he has. I mean, this like for for a minute here, let's step away from this and think about John Harbaugh. Yes, with Baltimore, right? Had Joe Flacco, who's a pocket passer for years. Mm-hmm. Statue. They happened to luck into Lamar Jackson, and I say luck into because even if they want to exclaim how much they loved him and wanted to draft him well they passed on him with their first pick Mm -hmm. then they passed on him with their second pick because they traded back and then they finally traded back up to get him so they let plenty of teams have their chance yeah if they wanted him um but they saw what they had when he was on the team and they completely changed their entire makeup offensively i think you have to do that nowadays you do you do especially if you get that special kind of talent which he is so I'm hoping that, you know, if Ron does leave, that whoever comes in is that type of coach that's very adaptable and smart enough to understand that if you have a young player who is a generational type talent or even better than what you currently have, that you go with that. Yeah. Brian Burns. Exactly. <laughs> Brian Burns. And that's a problem we've had with Ron Rivera before. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I've discussed it before. He has a fear of playing rookies. I he mean, does. I know they, they're going to make mistakes, but you drafted him for a reason. Brian Burns is a great example. When he's on the field, he's <clears throat> making plays. Even if it's only 11, 16 snaps, he's making plays. Why do they not trust in letting him learn on the field? Yeah. Especially now. I mean, <laughs> how, mu- how much worse was Brian Burns going to play than the rest of our you know well, when defense did you know you got to inject some excitement some young players in there mm-hmm. especially now that we're 5 and 5 it's going to take a herculean effort to actually make the playoffs and you're going to have to get lucky with some of these other teams to fall mm-hmm. down a bit because even though Ron Rivera said in his latest press conference that you know we have um, the control of our own destiny that's not true yeah we uh, could we could win out and not make the playoffs is that Christian McCaffrey's new nickname herculean Herculean, because <laughs> that's what we're gonna have to use. Yeah, well, maybe that's the plan now. Is just get him that MVP at all costs. But yeah. you're gonna have to win ten games at least for that to even be a possibility. But anyway, um, back to Tepper's press conference. Um, what else jumped out at you? Uh, I I'm gonna go back to what I said earlier that they only invited 20 members and only gave them 30 minutes to get there. I feel like he invited 20 local guys and girls. Again, girls. Women. Uh, women, yes. They're women, Jerry. Guys They're and professionals. girls. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like he he reached out to the people that he feel he likes, trusts, and knows this organization pretty well. That way they wouldn't spin it to the Stephen A. Smith version or any of the other ESPN top brass type of pundits that they like oh cam newton's gone you know kyle allen's a future which speaking of which he did speak glowingly of kyle allen saying that he was a lot better than he was expecting well i think that's certainly true he did he did give kyle allen some kudos for Mm -hmm. coming in and having a winning record uh you know up to this point with the team once cam went down so certainly this season could have gone a lot worse oh obviously um you know, I don't personally believe that Kyle Allen is the future at quarterback. I don't think Tepper believes that either. Um, but you know, you never know. Yeah, 
you never know. But, I I don't think he's the future of the team either. He's going to be a quality backup. Yeah. That's that's I I gave him a chance to see if he could build on it, and he proved to me that he's just he's making mistakes now. Well, that he it was good made. of you to give him that chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't. <laughs> well, no. Uh, which one of us was right? I don't know. But he uh, he you know we'll see what with Kyle Allen, but um, pan, you know in terms of what was actually said at the press conference, mm-hmm. did anything else jump out at you? Uh, there, there's quite a few things he touched on. Nothing really jumped out at me, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna touch on some of these sure. things. Uh, he wanted uh, he wants he wants a new stadium uptown within the next ten years. Yeah, which you know that seems about right. This mm-hmm. stadium is. What? Thirty uh, years old almost. Uh no. Coming up on. We're at how many years? Twenty five. So twenty four years, years. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's but getting up there in age. Yeah. Um. So yeah, within the next ten years, I think he mentioned, or one of the reporters maybe mentioned a site uptown that's fairly close to the stadium right now. Um. That is basically the only empty parcel in uptown big enough to house a stadium but this is this is kind of my problem with this he said he wants a new stadium up uptown within the next 10 years well he also is pretty sure like it sounded like he's getting a soccer team up here which i like i really like that idea mm-hmm. and that upgrades to the current stadium will need to be made for the team mm-hmm. so we're talking about adding more money to this current stadium which i understand upgrades have to happen but just for your soccer team, and then you're going to want a billion-dollar stadium. Let's just be honest. He's going to want a billion-dollar stadium in at 10 le- years. At least a billion-dollar stadium. So that's... so, so from what I read, in the, and he did, you know, we'll jump into the soccer thing real quick. He did mention that he does um, feel very optimistic about getting that MLS soccer team here. From what I read, the enhancements to the stadium wouldn't be – ridiculously expensive basically they would have to have new locker rooms yeah uh new cameras installed for soccer camera angles and then a center tunnel were the three major things that you would have to renovate um for the soccer a center tunnel that's what i read huh i don't know i I don't watch a ton of soccer i'm super excited about charlotte maybe getting a team oh i am too because i'd love to actually get into it but as of right now, I don't. I watch the World Cup every four years, and that's about it. Yeah, my nephew plays a lot. I, I'll actually ask him about the tunnel thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just a thing with um, professional teams. I don't know, but either way, apparently that was that's kind of the extent to to the modifications to the current stadium. But uh, I did find, let's see, the Charlotte Pipe and Foundry, a fifty-five acre site a few blocks from the current stadium, would be the option. Um, Tepper indicated he would be seeking public money for the new stadium, but also that he would use some of his $12 billion fortune for the project. So well, let's hope so, because... Yeah. We know Charlotte is a little stingy on things like that. They're stingy, but at the same time, last time this happened with you know Richardson... Mm-hmm. With upgrades to the current stadium. The Charlotte jumped at it, which... They didn't jump at it. They did allow it. Yeah. And then they basically asked uh, Richardson to ensure that the team would be here for like six years or 12 years or six years now and then another 180 million kicks in and something like that. I, you know, there's, we're going in 
politics, I, I don't really want to go too far into this, but there was a point where they wanted to increase hotel tax by 1%. And that 1% was going to go into a fund to pay the uh, off the mm-hmm. upgrades. And the problem is people were like, well, what are you going to do with the 1% afterwards? I don't understand why they didn't continue to do that or just go ahead and have that and continue to have that 1% accrue interest as upgrades for a new stadium slash you know a new stadium that would eventually be built unfortunately they never did that but i always thought that was would have been the most genius idea because you know it's coming i mean after that stadium's built in another 25 30 years another one will probably want to be built it just happens it's it's the cycle yeah i mean i don't know we'll see um I know there was a referendum on the, the most recent um, election cycle where the Arts and Sciences Council of Charlotte was looking to increase sales tax by by something, you know, 0.01% or something very small. Yeah. And they wanted to do that to basically increase the arts and sciences in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And that had to be voted on by citizens. And it was overwhelmingly defeated. Yeah. You know, and then now today I see that the Arts and Sciences Council is cutting their workforce by fifteen percent as a result. But that doesn't not really part of this podcast. But I think when you go something long term like that, it has to be put to a public vote, and maybe that was the reason why. Well, and a hotel tax shouldn't affect its residents. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that would be shut down. Uh, other than if you think that that could result in less people coming to charlotte and staying in hotels yeah i but one percent i can't imagine it would be a travesty probably not probably not. i mean how many times have you rented a hotel in charlotte i think i rented one once for my prom you know many 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 what happened that night we're on a podcast that (laughs) is talking about football and david tepper eventually was talking about holding training camp at his new facility in Rock Hill and potentially Charlotte next year, moving away from Wofford. Yeah, I know. It seems like eventually in 2020 when that new Rock Hill facility opens, that's when, or 2022, excuse me, that's when the uh, training camp will practices, all that stuff will move there. But it did sound like, and he wasn't, he didn't say for sure, but it didn't sound like because of the new bubble um, that bubble. holding practice or holding training camp here might be the way to go next year although i could see maybe doing a few a few training camps down there in wofford i think that would be smart or a few I mean, practices like they, this. wofford has been very kind i know is richardson's hometown and that's why yeah but maybe go down there to twice or go down there for like a two days three days maybe even kick it off down there yeah kick off training camp down there um and then spend like the first week there and then yeah. bring it up. Yeah. yeah Maybe I, even have like if you do joint practice or something, do it down there, something like that. I think it makes sense to keep that presence there. I do too. Because South Carolina is part of this team. Yeah. And with the stadium here, I know that eventually they're going to have Rock Hill. But, you know, I'm sure they want they want to be able to drive there and see their team. Right. Um. I think one of the other things he touched on was the fact that the Panthers did not send anyone to Atlanta for Kaepernick's workout, even prior to Kaepernick moving that workout. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they just weren't in the 
market for a veteran quarterback at this time? I I don't think they <clears throat> I are. Don't blame them. Yeah, I, 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 if they were going to do that, they should have done it in the offseason. But no, they brought in Will Greer and they kept Kyle Allen. So yeah. at this point of the season, bringing in a veteran is not going to help this team break it to the break into the playoffs it, they're just not i mean who's free out there as a veteran free agent right now yeah colin kaepernick yeah exactly colin <laughs> yeah. Ka- and sorry you know, colin kaepernick fans i don't see him pushing the panthers to the playoffs no and stephen a smith doesn't even think he really wants to play but that's a conversation for a different podcast again <laughs> Um, we are sure on different wanna, podcasts. You sure, you don't want to talk about your prom night? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Anything else that he talked about that's worth mentioning here? I don't really have anything else. I mean, it's it feels really good that he did speak, though. I like it a lot. I like him as an owner a lot so far. So I do too. I mean, we'll wait until the stadium issues and stuff come about, but. For the most part, I like what he sees. He's not going to deal with mediocrity. He keeps he said that, emphasized that, and I can't, you know, discredit him that. And he also says he loses sleep on losses. Yeah, he said I, he he said he couldn't sleep Sunday night. He got up several times because he just felt shitty. Yeah. like he said. <laughs> you know, um, are you are you anti new stadium? It sounds like you might be. I'm nervous about new stadiums because a lot of times, this is my, again, we're getting into political beliefs. A lot of times new stadiums don't actually bring in the revenue that they claim to. And it's a hamper on the government and the finances of the local, you know, community. I think a lot of times you're correct. However, I would say that in this particular case, with Bank of America Stadium as it currently is, you can't host a Final Four. You can't host a lot of indoor type events, you know, uh, monster jams or circuses or things like, you know, things like that that would bring money and people into the city. Well, monster jam usually goes to Lowe's Motor Speedway, I believe. Well, that's true. That that was a bad example. Um, But like circuses, Cirque du Soleil, things like that, you know, a lot of those stuff, things are going to the Spectrum Center or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, if they even come here, you know, one Cirque du Soleil one time set up a big tent somewhere just because they couldn't find the right venue. So I think if you build particularly a covered stadium, which I have a feeling it would be. It, it should be. Yeah, maybe and a retractable for, roof, something like that. Yes. Um, that in this case, it would bring in more business than is currently coming. You would get the final four for sure. You'd get the final four. hundred um, percent. You might even get a Super Bowl. And I think that's what he wants. He wants a Super Bowl. He wants a Final Four. He said that. Yeah, I, I just I feel nervous because a lot of the reports, which I can't, you know, remember off the top of my mm-hmm. head, just said most stadiums don't bring in that revenue. And yeah, I, and, I like Charlotte, but you know, finances are finances. You can't have more money going out than coming in. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, having an NFL team is a big business, though, and it does. There is a cost to it to the city. It would be it'll be interesting to see what the split is going to be. I mean, David Tepper at the end of the day is a businessman. He's going to want to pay as little out of his own pocket as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean that's how he made twelve billion dollars. You know, you can't fault him for that. And this is the way things are done in the NFL, it, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean it's just the way things are done. So, um, 
anyway, you know, overall, I got a pretty good feeling out of the, the press conference or whatever you want to call it. I think it showed that he is committed to bringing a winner here. He's also open to Cam staying. He's not, yeah. you know, already, in his mind, Cam's not already gone, which I think is good. And I think a lot of national pundits <clears throat> thought he was gone. Yeah, and probably still do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was pleased with it overall. Uh, it felt like he was clearing the air a little bit mm-hmm. and just kind of wanted to say his piece. You know, and again, it's a nice welcome change from Richardson. For sure, yeah. I mean, we should put a statue up of Tepper or something. That's probably another (laughs) reason why he wants why he wants to build a new stadium is so he can get rid of that damn statue. Yeah. Well. (laughs) Richardson wrote it into the contract. I hear you. All right. You want to take a quick break? Yeah. Come back with power rankings in our preview. Sounds like a great idea. All right, we'll be right back. For all the latest NASCAR content, including driver interviews, race recaps, fantasy NASCAR, listener call-ins, and giveaways, tune in weekly to the Lap Traffic Podcast on iTunes or your favorite hosting site on the web, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, and on Twitter, at LapTrafficPC. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. Hey, Steven, you think the Panthers are going to cover the spread this week? You know I'm always going to put money on the Panthers, Jerry. Well... Since you're the type of fan that knows football so well and you could choose any game and call it, well maybe my bookie is the place for you. Because it will let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. You know, I like to do parlays. So that means, you know, if I like the Panthers and then I see another couple of games that I think are just definite wins, mm-hmm. like the Saints against the Falcons. That's an easy win. So I like to put my money on the Panthers. And then maybe choose the Saints money line, something like that, and you increase your winnings that way. So I'm a big parlay guy myself. Um, but right now, Jerry, if you join my bookie, they'll match your deposit halfway. So that means if you deposit two thousand dollars, they're gonna match it to a thousand dollars. That's just That's free great. money. It's free money to play with. Yeah. Just use promo code Late Fees to activate that offer. Once again, that promo code is Late Fees. L A T E. F-E-E-S to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And we are back. So, let's take a look at the Week 12 Power Rankings brought to you by NFL.com's Dan Hansis. Once again, I have looked at the Power Rankings Pretty much as soon as they came out. And Jerry has not looked at them because he has way more self-control than I do. Yeah, you're like a little kid with like a dollar in his pocket. You're like running to the convenience Mm -hmm. store trying to find whatever candy bar you can Mm -hmm. buy up to that dollar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do the same thing with like the grades on the Charlotte Observer. As soon as the game's over, I'm like (laughs) refreshing Charlotte Observer looking for the grades. You know, I just like doing stuff like that. (laughs) <laughs> I, like, I like stuff like this. Okay. So, last week, the Panthers were 15th, as they were the week before, as they were the week before that. What do you think, now that we lost to the lowly Atlanta Falcons? We got shellacked we got by the... shellacked. Embarrassing by, defeat. Yes. Ugly. 
I we were at fifteen. I think we dropped five. I think we dropped down to twenty. I I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta jumped us and is like nineteen right now. Oh wow! I mean, they we're five and five. They're three and seven, and you think they're higher than us in the power rankings? Because the way they looked the past two weeks against us and New Orleans, yeah, I do. Okay. They're, I think they're a scarier-looking team right now than the Carolina Panthers. Well, Hansus, I guess, doesn't feel quite that bad about the Panthers. We did drop, but mm-hmm. we only dropped two spots. We're 17. Okay. Um, the Falcons, because you asked. Yeah, I think they probably are the high, the risers of the week. They are the risers of the week, but only three spots. Wow. They're up to 22. Mm. So they were 25. They were 25, and they beat us that bad. Um, who do you think was the biggest faller this week? I don't know. I again, I, about, I I don't remember the games. I should you really... remember. You remember this game? You'd remember this game, like a helmet to the head. You'd remember this game. Oh, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh fell four spots. Well, you know, 16. I I was shocked he had them so high, anyways. Because Me too. He was they. He was all the way up to Mason twelve. Mason Rudolph is not a starting caliber quarterback. I I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I know he was projected to eventually become a starter. From what I've seen, the games I've watched with him as a quarterback, they need to get. They need bring in the undrafted kid who looked, in my opinion, a little bit better than he did. Duck, Devlin. Duck Devlin. Yeah. Is his name. Um, yeah. Hansis has a Northeast bias, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Where do you think he has the Jets, his favorite team? They're three and seven. And we had three and seven Atlanta at 20, Two. 22. I bet you he has them at 24. Eh, 27. Um, so, who last. The Bengals. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins all the way up to 29. That, I, the, the fish tank failed. Yeah. The fish <laughs> tank failed. Well, first of all, two is injured, so they can't even draft the guy that they were tanking for. Give that coach a raise. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, like, Joe Burrow becomes so much the no-brainer number one yeah. pick. Uh, which I guess the Bengals look like they'll probably get him. Yeah. I don't I, see the Bengals winning any games. They're I don't terrible. Either. In fact, they they made sure to take out their best quarterback and put in a really crappy Ryan Finley. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to roll with that for the rest of the season. Why not? Yeah. If I was a Bengals fan. The Redskins fans, are trying. They put in equally terrible Dwayne Haskins. Oh. But they, they messed up and they won a game earlier this year. Did you see the video of him yelling at his offensive line during the game saying, what do I have to do to, have, I did. to help you out? I did. <laughs> I, I took that one way, but the more I was looking at it and reading comments and things, it seems like a lot of people were feeling really bad for him that he that they just don't care. Like the offensive line does not care about him. Yeah, not at and all. And he's like pleading for them, like, please protect me. What can I do to help you protect me? See, and that's kind of the way I read it too. But I've heard other people. I looked at it differently. I looked at him like, you're a rookie. What are you out here screaming at your offensive line for? Yeah. You know, the, the entire team sucks. It's not just them. You know, maybe and maybe you could do something, get the ball out of your hands quicker. Yeah, you know? that that's. I mean, 
I think going up to them and screaming on the sidelines probably not. Yeah. But maybe his, you know, question, what can I do to, you know, help you out? Like, hey, am I missing a protection that I need to make sure I catch, you know, that that the linebacker's constantly blitzing mm-hmm. or something? You never know. Like, make sure you get it out within a second or two because, you know, I don't know. It, it does not look good in Washington. No, it does not. Um the Texans, we always like to check in on the Texans. They are 10th. 6-4. Mm-hmm. One game ahead of us. And we beat them. Um, and they just got destroyed by the Ravens, 41-7. to Yeah, so, they did get destroyed. The Ravens, by the way. Two? Number two, still. Yeah. Niners, number one. Patriots, well, three. Well, let's move on. Who? Where is our opponent this week? New Orleans Saints. What do you think? I will tell you where they were last week. Okay. They were six last week. Six? They had fallen all the way from two to six last week. I think they move up one. They're five. You're correct. They round out the top five. Uh, Seahawks right above them. So, yeah. New Orleans Saints, our opponent this week. They are 12 spots ahead of us in the power rankings. They are nine and a half point favorites this week, which I don't know. Is that insulting to us, or does that feel about right? I mean, after last week, I mean, if this happened, if we played them before Atlanta, I would be insulted by this. Agreed, yeah. But after last week, I I don't know. I well, don't... they looked great last week, and we looked awful. Yeah. Um, and really, you get three points for home, typically, so they're really only about a touchdown favorite. Mm-hmm. That feels about right. Yeah. Um, let's look at the injury reports before we go too far into this i'll read the saints first the following players did not practice andrews pete marshawn Lattimore, dante harris zach line and that's it those four uh marshawn Lattimore, what is his injury i don't know hamstring Mm. one of those soft tissue joints as they say. Has he been seeing the Carolina Panthers doctors? Mm. Because that seems to be going around our, our facility quite often. And growing injuries. I hope so. At least that would be one thing that our doctors are doing right. Would be <laughs> keeping him out of the game. <laughs> um, limited practice for them. Josh Hill, Larry Warford, Austin Carr, and Ryan Ramchek. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, the injury report is probably the best it's looked in a long time. Only two players did not practice on Wednesday. Ross Cockrell and Gerald McCoy. Of course, Cockrell missed the game last week. McCoy did play. I don't think he suffered any additional injury. It's probably one of those veteran days off type deal. Um, And then limited practice for us, Dennis Daly, Eric Reed, Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns is full practice. So I don't know why Brian Burns continues to be listed on the injury report when he's been full practice for the last three weeks, but whatever. Um, Daly, of course, did not play last week. Reed and uh, Shaq did. So I would expect probably almost all of these guys to play. Maybe. Damn it. What are you doing? What are you looking up? I was trying to get the beer bed of the week sound oh, ready. We're not even close to that yet. Well, I was trying to gear it up. Dang, Jerry. Anyway, I would expect all those guys to play except for Cockrell. I don't know the extent to his injury. Yeah, with him being out last week, I don't, 
don't have big high hopes for him. Um, but hey, you know, it's just Drew Brees and one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the game going up against us. So mm-hmm. we don't really need all the help we can get. Well, I mean, they are ninth in passing, averaging only 256 yards per game. And <laughs> but Teddy Two Gloves started a lot of those games. And Michael and now, Thomas just leads the league in yeah, receiving. Right. Michael Thomas is... Ugh. Oh, he's, he's he's disgustingly so, good. He's so good, I hate him. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Is their next leading receiver... Can you guess? Is it Ted Ginn? It is Ted Ginn. I'm not counting Kamara here, even though mm. he has more receptions and yards. He has 22 receptions and 310 yards. That's it. What is Kamara at, reception-wise? 51 receptions, 373 yards. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. So yeah. almost the same amount of yards and 20 more receptions. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. Gin's got to be... Actually, 30 more receptions, 29. So Gin's, what, Gin's got to be averaging, what, 17 yards of reception or 14. something? 14. 14, okay. Yeah, Ted Ginn, he stretches the field. He really does, but Alvin Kamara, like, it's kind of surprising he's only at 373 yards. That's... What's he averaging? Six yards of reception? Seven. Seven? Yeah, that's that's very unmccaffrey like. I'll say that. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, yeah. So I mean, the New Orleans Saints are talented, especially on offense and really on defense too. But they, I mean, they're not um, what eight and two for nothing. Yeah. I mean that this is a good team that we're going up against. And what do you think? I mean, how can we beat this team? Hmm. Well, I would say knock out Drew Brees, but that happened earlier in the season. Yeah, and I don't Teddy know if that, that would help. <laughs> that might actually hurt. Uh, realistically, this is what I'm going to think. Panthers have 39 sacks on the season. Mm-hmm. New Orleans has only given up 19. Okay. So even when Brees was out, they weren't giving up sacks. They protected him. They gave him time. I think that is key. I think that's what the Falcons did. They really got after him. They sacked him six times. I think that's what we're going to have to do. I think we have to sack him six, seven times to not... I don't think you rattle Drew Brees. He's just that type of professional that you don't rattle him, but... you got to speed up his clock. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't let Michael Thomas get open. No. Don't give him all that time. Um, yeah, I would agree. Pressure the quarterback. Take care of the football. Mm-hmm. Kyle now, Allen, take care of the football, man. Yeah. And I know people are going to talk about Alvin Kamara, great running back. He's not having as spectacular of a season as people would expect. 103 carries, 472 yards. Uh, Latavius Murray is... I'm shocked he's getting this much. But well, you, uh, Kamara was out. Kamara was hurt for but like three games. He has 398 yards. Yeah. I. Latavius Murray's a good running back. I mean, he's, you know... Just doesn't get the opportunities because he played behind uh, Dalvin Cook and now Kamara. So and wasn't he Oakland or are they Oakland now? The Raiders mm-hmm. with the Raiders, he, he never caught on. He's, I think he must be a horrible locker room guy. To be honest with maybe. you, maybe or maybe he's just one of those guys that's like really good for three or four games and then he sucks the rest of the time. So you just keep him around like, like he doesn't practice yeah. well slash yeah. they're like well he's a good backup but he's not gonna he's not our starter yeah but i think we're gonna have to ride mccaffrey and we're gonna have to get to drew Brees. that seems to be the, 
the Panthers game plan. I, that's most what it weeks. should be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why Norv thought we should pass all over the Falcons last week, but that was such a weird like. I know those first fifteen plays. It seems like NFL teams script those first fifteen plays. Why were ten or eleven of those passes? I don't understand. I am still frustrated and angry about that. I don't understand. Um, yeah, so I mean, this is maybe. Uh, well, I would say this is certainly the Panthers' most important game of the season by far mm-hmm. at, up to this point because I think the only way we make the playoffs is if we somehow win the division. Agreed. I and, and we've uh, got to win this game to do that. We, we lose to... this game, we're done. I mean, honestly, yeah. there's no way we make the playoffs. I agree. I, I think realistically, we I made last week a do or die game. Mm-hmm. And we died. We died miserably. Like you said, there is a slight crack in the door, but I'm talking it's shut, but somehow it hasn't latched shut. If there's that little bit of light there, that's that's us winning out and defeating New Orleans right now. Yeah, I mean, it it starts this week. You know, if they can find something within themselves, the coaching staff can find something that previously either. It just hasn't caught on, or you know, maybe we finally get Burns back out there and he's a force. Uh, Kyle Allen magically rediscovers the first three weeks of Kyle Allen where he did not turn the ball over other than fumbles. Um, you know, maybe that does it. I don't know. This team, it seems like maybe we're streaky this mm-hmm. year, so let's go on a streak now. You know? Yeah, and not I- impossible. No. And it'll be super fun if it happens. Now, I did say that we'd have to ride Christian McCaffrey. I did not realize this, but New Orleans ranks third against the run this year. Giving up they only got a 80, good defense. Eight, or giving up, well, they're ranked sixth overall in total defense, yeah. giving up only 85 yards on the ground. And when we played Tampa Bay, who's ranked number one, mm-hmm. we, we couldn't get the ball going. Shuts him down. Shuts him down. We did play, uh, he did run fairly well against San Francisco, which is mm-hmm. pretty high up there. But that game was out of hand. Yeah. And they weren't. You could kind of tell when they were up 51 points, giving up a 40-yard run of McCaffrey, not that big of a deal. Yeah. It, this is a very tough game. Especially on paper, it looks it looks like the Mount Everest type of game. Now, last year, mm-hmm. we the first time we played the Saints, we were in a similar position in terms of People were being really down on the team. We'd lost several games in a row. And they came out and played their hearts out defensively. They played extraordinarily well defensively. That was the first game, I think, that Rivera took over defensive play calling. So if they really ratcheted up, and and that was a primetime game too, I believe. Mm -hmm. But if they really ratcheted up and played to their talent level, you know, this could be a game. It could be. And you bring up a very interesting point with Ron Rivera. How are his players going to respond to this criticism, mm-hmm. this hot seat talk, this Tepper coming out and having a press conference? Yeah. You know? Essentially saying, you know, if this mediocrity continues, I'm cleaning house. Yeah. I mean, he didn't say those words, but that's just, that was the message. Yeah. I, that's what I got from it. Yeah. I mean, how are they going to respond? How are they going to go out there and play for their coach? And most times it's happened, his players responded. So you're right. They could come out and do that. They could. Um, 
I don't know that they will. Well, do you want to go into our predictions? <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and go into our predictions. Um, I think that, unfortunately, we're going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. Though I do think that it will be a very hard-fought game. And I think we'll have a chance to win it right up till the end. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty fun offensive game. And I think that the Saints are going to win it 31-28. Okay. <clears throat> I I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle. I think New Orleans and I think New Orleans is going to pull it off. I think they win 24-20. I think we get some touchdowns in there. I think our offense does better than they did last week. But New Orleans defense is really good and I don't think we can outpace them. Yeah, I just think some for some reason I think this is going to end up being a track meet and uh it's just going to be an exciting game. Uh, it sounds sounds like either way, both of us believe that we're going to beat the spread, yeah, or at least cover. So uh, you know, bet on the Panthers um, at your own risk, covering the spread at your own risk. Jerry will cover any losses. No, 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 this no. This is a legally no. binding contract. No, this is not a legally binding contract. <laughs> so, so all emails to Jerry at <laughs> no. No, I am not covering any bets. Oh, man. I don't bet myself, so... <laughs> well, you should always bet on yourself, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so normally we do a beer bet of the week. Mm-hmm. Beer bet of the week! Beer bet of the week. So I think it's going to be an offensive game. You think it's going to be more of a defensive game. Mm -hmm. Your total point total was 44. Mine was 59. Let's split the difference. Set the over under at 50 and a half. Again, you're shafting me a point on this. It should be 51 and a half. So we're going to set it 50 and a half. 51 and a half. (laughs) All right, fine. 51 and a half. I'll take the over. And I'll take the under. And I am on a bit of a streak here in yeah. terms of beer bets. So uh, looking forward to winning this one again. But hey, I mean, let's hope the Panthers do pull out the yeah. victory. And I'm going to go ahead and give my bold prediction for this. Bold week. prediction? Bold. It's going to be bold. <laughs> Kyle Allen will turn the ball over less than three times this week. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that is bold. <laughs> That's quite bold. <laughs> he hasn't been able to do that recently, so let's. You're saying total turnovers. Turtle. Tur- oh man. Because you know he can fumble it or throw picks. That is bold. That is bold. Um, I think maybe in the off seasons we have him te- be tested for a color blind test. Maybe that's why he's throwing to the opposite teams in the red zone. Maybe he's like Uncle Jack on. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. He just has very small hands and he's very you know self confident about him. Doesn't want anyone to see his hands. And we get him some of those hand gloves, like Uncle Jack wears, where he looks like he's has giant hands, and he can hold on to the ball instead of just fumbling it all over the place. Well, he also throws interceptions too. He does, but he also fumbles the ball okay. quite a bit. So Uncle Jack, Kyle Allen, those people that watch It's Always Sunny are gonna laugh at that. Well, I don't watch it. Just it's because always Uncle sunny. Jack is very funny. He's also sort of a pedophile. Um, but anyway. Wow, this podcast is really going off the rails anyway, since we Jerry, went on a losing... <laughs> you wanted to talk about your prom night, so let's talk about it. Was the lady satisfied? As yes always, or no? <laughs> we want to thank you for listening. 
to Meow Mix. Oh, we got a Meow Mix mailbag. I forgot all about. Meow Mix mailbag. Now, he actually got this last week, but we didn't want to do it during the uh, memorial of the last week's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is from Brian. He said, hey, guys, great show. One of our my regular podcasts every week. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank he, you. <laughs> He went on, says, one item I'd recommend at the end of your shows, we hear the panther roar. The roar is ten times louder than your talking value. So we went ahead and we you know, listened to your feedback and we lowered the panther roar last week. Hopefully we'll continue to keep it low and not burst your eardrums. But as always, we like to thank everybody for listening. And you can have your... Meow Mix Mailbag Red. If you want to email in, it's at meowmixmailbag at gmail.com. Also, like, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. Please, and thank you. We will be back on Monday with our review of Panthers Saints. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a victory, but we'll be here either way. So, everyone, until then, keep pounding. (laughs) 